when you lose, don't lose the lesson. And that's the great thing about failure is when it happens, you can learn from it. And that's an attitude you can take into everything that you do. If you're okay with failure, if you're, if you're not paralyzed by the fear of failure, then that allows you to experiment and try things and ultimately learn and move forward. Hi, and welcome to Helping You Perform. I'm your host, Paul Teasdale. Over a career working with high-performing teams from across the globe, including seven years working with Formula One team McLaren, I've learned a lot about what it takes to drive results. In this weekly podcast series, I'm going to be bringing you tips, tricks, and insights from the world of Formula One that you can apply for your organization for your own high performance. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Helping You Perform, where I bring my tips, tricks, insights, and stories from the world of F1 and help you apply those to your life so that you can accelerate your own performance. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, episode number 30, 30, 30, not 31. This is episode number 31. They're flying by. I hope you're enjoying them as much as I'm enjoying creating them. Um, This is episode number 31. Last week's episode was episode 30, where I talked about my lessons from the world of F1 when it comes to brand. Now, brand is so important in the world of F1 and McLaren, who I work with. So three key lessons that I picked up on there. So go back and have a listen to that episode if that's uh, of interest to you. And it should be of interest to everyone, really. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about a slightly different topic because it's something that I've been talking about in my wider life, in my business life, but in all sorts of different environments, which is the topic of failure. And what's your attitude to failure? What do you do? And how do you cope with failure? Because in a high performance world, like in F1, it's almost guaranteed that you will be failing at some point. It is guaranteed, in fact. There is always going to be some situation that happens to you where you fail, whether it's in a race, whether it's in just part of the development of the car, um, whether it's in the uh, season itself and the championship. But something's going to happen whereby you are not going to be winning. Even when you're at the top of your game, you see this with all sorts of, of teams and, uh, and individuals who are at the absolute peak of their game, something can happen. There might be one race where you get into an accident, uh, no fault of your own, and suddenly you're out of that race. It might be that you are making improvements in your world, but your competition, driven on by the, uh, by the competition of the sport, are accelerating at a rate that overtakes you, both figuratively and metaphorically. So failure is inevitable. How you cope with failure can really help you move forward. Now, it's one of those areas where, um, you know, there's so many lessons that can be taken from this. There's a couple that have come from the world of F1 for me, but there's a couple of come from outside as well. So if I talk about the ones that are outside of the world of Formula One, Another one from a high-performance sport environment is the attitude that Tiger Woods takes to failure. And he's got what's called the 10-step rule, which is a bad shot is going to happen. Plenty of them. He's hitting so many shots over his time that actually a bad shot is inevitable. Therefore, I've got to be able to cope with it. And his coping strategy is... After I allow myself 10 steps, because he's got to walk away from the tee, 
walk towards the ball and, and move on with the, the rest of the uh, rest of the round. So he allows himself 10 steps to think about that, to reflect, to learn. And then by that end of the 10th step, he has forgotten about it. Now, whether or not he's always successful on that, that's a difficult one. But if you set yourself up with something like that, that says, I'm going to allow myself time to reflect on the failure. It is a motive. It is something that I need to learn from, but actually I can't dwell on it. And learning on from something and dwelling on it are two very different things. And that's the same in the world of F1. So when those failures happen, when something happens that wasn't as you expected, you didn't get the result you expected or the outcome you expected, you've got to be able to have mechanisms in place to learn from them and move on. And that's the critical piece is failure is going to be there. Let's learn and move on. So um, if you look back, I think it's episode 22 that I did on this, which is all about the, uh, the debrief. Um, so if you go back to that uh, episode and you talk about the importance of the debrief, one of the critical elements of the debrief is learning about why we've failed. If something hasn't happened as we expected, that could be deemed a failure. Therefore, let's learn from that and put things in place so that's not going to happen again. The other thing that came, comes to mind, I was reflecting back on a conversation on one of my previous guests on the Helping People Perform podcast, which is the other sister series to this, where I speak with some amazing guests. I'm just going to look over. It's episode number 27 with Hugo Pickford Wardle, which is an amazing episode. And he talks about quitting is so much better than failing. Failing is when something bad happens to you. Quitting is when you take action to stop before it hits you. Quitting is something to be celebrated and it's something to say, actually, if we're moving towards something, if we're investing heavily in something and we decide to quit, that can often be so much better than waiting for that and continuing to invest all your time and effort and resources and emotions and energy into something, all for it to fail. If you can recognize that failure is inevitable, and you can really challenge yourself and say, yep, yeah, there's nothing more we can do. It's not worth the investment. Then quitting can also be a really good way of dealing with failure. So the other thing that came, came to mind as well, I was uh, visiting family recently. I was at my mum's house and uh, she's got one of these signs up in one of the bathrooms with load, you know, all these lessons in life and never let the sun go down on an argument and some of the wonderful sayings that are there. But there was one that stuck with me, which was, when you fail, uh, when you lose, sorry, when you lose, don't lose the lesson. And that's the great thing about failure is when it happens, you can learn from it. And that's an attitude you can take into everything that you do. If you're okay with failure, if you're, if you're not paralyzed by the fear of failure, then that allows you to experiment and try things and ultimately learn and move forward with that. So those are three key things, I think. Have yourself a mechanism, be that that 10-step rule that Tiger Woods puts in play, or a debrief process, something like that, that allows you to um, move on quickly and learn from that, uh, that failure itself. You can um, have yourself the ability to quit before you fail. And you can also think about, you know, if, even if I'm losing, I'm not going to lose the lesson. So a mechanism to think about that failure, 
the um, the quitting before you fail, if that's uh, something that, that fits in with what you're trying to do. And also the, if you lose, don't lose the lesson. So some wonderful lessons that you can learn and reflect on yourself within yourself, within your team, within your organization. What's our attitude to failure? And can we take a more positive and a more um, proactive and ultimately fulfilling um, approach to failure, an attitude to failure, so that we can continue to push ourselves, don't be paralyzed by the fear of failure, and ultimately move forward and accelerate your own performance. As always, if you want to talk to me about any of this, I'd love you to get in touch. Go to the website at paulteasdale.co.uk, click on that button and get yourself a free 30-minute consultation with me. We'll just have a chat about your performance, what I can do, some of the insights that I can bring, and we'll take it from there. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Helping You Perform podcast. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to like, share, or review the podcast. You can reach out to me at any time, either through LinkedIn or through my website at www.paulteasdale.co.uk. I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.